Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome A-Team guest uh, Tembi Safagude, Senior Fellow and Director of Afra Sid. Thank you very much for joining us, Tembi. So always such a great pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, uh, this one is one that is quite topical. I know you've just finished on uh, SABC News talking about it, uh, the partnership between Rwanda and the United Kingdom for the deportation plan of those who are seeking um, to have permanent residency in the UK. Now, firstly, let's start here. Is someone getting paid? Is Rwanda getting paid or is Rwanda paying? What is the agreement between these two countries? Well, Rwanda is getting paid. They've already received uh, a sum of 120 million um, euros uh, for facilitating and ensuring that they continue administering this um, this deal, which will be bringing in refugees, uh, not refugees necessarily, but those who are seeking political asylum from from the UK into Rwanda for processing, and then they will stay for five years, or encouraged to stay for five years after being processed if they do succeed. Uh, to be allowed to go to the um, to the UK, and um, the, the Rwanda will continue receiving a certain amounts of money. So it is business for Rwanda. Uh, they'll be getting a lot of money out of it. So it's it's good business for them, clearly. But my question is, why is there such an upheaval uh, from uh, uh, the UN and the likes of Prince Charles, who are apparently saying they don't agree to this? It's because of Rwanda's. Um, um, human rights track record, mainly. Um, I think if they were sending these people to another country, even Australia, which is even much more further than, than Rwanda from the UK, I don't think we'll be having this uproar. But because they're sending to Rwanda, Rwanda is known for its um, horrible um, human rights record. Uh, and that's where the uproar is. Uh, and I think that's why even the civil society in the UK is up in arms in this regard, because they're not sending them to a country that's known for for democracy and promotion of human rights. And I think if they were, even if they were sending them to South Africa, we would have, we would have had a, a different um, a reaction, mainly because, of course, we've got a functioning country and uh, our country is known for democracy and uh, uphold, upholding of the rule of law. So it's, it, it would have been different. But they're sending them to, to Rwanda, and Rwanda, as I said, is not well-known um, its human rights record. All right, but clearly the UK thinks this is one that will hold. Um, how long will people be uh, staying? And is it people from across um, uh, the continent, uh, people across the globe who are seeking asylum? And how long will they be staying in Rwanda? What is the processing turnaround time? Well, after they've been processed, they will be encouraged in innovative commerce, and this is what we're told, to stay in, in Rwanda for five years. And I think it's hoped that during that time, Rwanda will be finding some ways of enticing them to 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 um, establish themselves in the country instead of going to the UK. So, even after processing, the UK has put another uh, provision of trying to keep these people away from from the UK. The majority of them, by the way, are not Africans. The majority of them will be people coming from Syria, Afghanistan, and all those other countries. So, I've seen a report from um, from Sky not long ago. Um, they've already started putting signs in Arabic so that they can facilitate the smooth uh, processes for those that will be there, most of whom will be Arab speakers. So that's that's the whole plan. So it's registration or processing, you get approved, and then there's five years kind of uh, 
grace period that will be in Rwanda before you can then be transferred to uh, back to the UK uh, and be resettled there. Rwanda should be uh, handsomely um, excited because of this handsome pay they're getting. But are they ready for the influx of those who are asylum seekers to house them for five years? Have they prepared themselves? Is there infrastructure? What will happen in terms of safety and security and, 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 and other things? Healthcare, are they ready? Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying they are ready. And I think there should be um, a small numbers at the time so that they can they can prepare themselves. But they certainly be getting a lot of money. But there's something else that I was thinking about um, while talking about this uh, or reading about it during the day. Rwanda stands to really benefit if you really think about it. I mean, we all have these negative attitudes towards the immigrants, but immigrants ordinarily, particularly people who've got passports or even not passport, but people who can afford to fly, are fairly educated human beings. And um, I think they will have... A, an opportunity to add into their skill pool uh, because the people who are coming from Afghanistan and Syria, not all of them, by the way, are uneducated, uh, you know, burden to the state type of human being. Many of them are actually very educated human beings. And I think Rwanda has identified an opportunity. And I think the number of people that they will encourage to stay behind in Rwanda will be skillful uh, people who will add to the, the skill pool in that country. But the other thing is also diversification. I mean, Rwanda is full of people looking like me and you. Uh, And I think this is a chance now for Rwanda to have a truly diverse society. And that comes with its own uh, kind of economic opportunities and social diversity. So whilst it might look um, negative now, but I think Rwanda stands to actually benefit in the long run if they do use this opportunity uh, creatively. A-teamers, please do call in. I see Riso is uh, calling in. Uh, call in again. We'll take your call on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 We're in a conversation with Tembi Safakude talking about um, the UK and Rwanda a partnership. I think that would be the right word around asylum seekers. Whew, five years seems like a very long time. Let me uh, go to uh, A-teamers uh, voice note. When Africans have got their problems, they don't want Europe and West and America to intervene. They say African problems, African solutions. Now it is African solution because those Africans who ran away from Africa are brought back to Africa. So it's a f- African solution. Why would they go to Europe to the same dictators that you don't say, you say we don't like? Hey, Africans with double standards and double agendas. Well, Tembisa, you hear an A-teamer says Africans have double, double standards. But uh, from what you have said, it's, it's a, a lot of people from Palestine and, and other countries that are going to be moving from the UK to Rwanda for this particular arrangement. Not necessarily Africans, correct? Yes, and I'm not quite sure whether Africans uh, will be wanting to go to Rwanda. I think most Africans will rather come to South Africa than go to Rwanda. Uh, so the majority of the majority of those people that are will be taken to Rwanda, were headed were heading or headed towards the UK. Uh, they are not headed towards Africa nor Rwanda in the first place. So um, it's not necessarily the Africans that Africans that will be coming uh, mainly here, but mainly uh, people from Afghanistan, uh, Syria, uh, Palestine will be a bit difficult because they're not even allowed to get out because of Israeli. 
uh, incursions in that part of the world, but uh, mainly to the Afghans and the, and the and the Syrians, and you might just find also the Sudanese, because uh, there are many of them who are who are going uh, past the English Channel in trying to reach the UK. So we'll have to, to wait and see um, how is that going to going to going to pan out. But uh, at the moment there is that skepticism because of the uh, Rwandans. Um, uh, attitude towards human rights and, and basic individual rights. Well, let's go to Vuyiswa uh, on the line. Atima Vuyiswa, good evening. Uh, thanks so much, Patricia. Good evening to you and your guests. You know what? I don't really... My heart doesn't feel what Chambis uh, 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 is trying to explain there. It sounds romantic, you know, when you hear it. It's very romantic. But at the end of the day, there is a sitting problem, a very deep problem in Rwanda. They are not done, the Hutus and the Tutus. And uh, what the West is creating there, yes, Paul Kagame might uh, be receiving huge uh, euros, but it's not going to work uh, in the long run because Paul Kagame and Yuvera Museveni are creating problems in DRC because they are both countries uh, don't have enough resources. So what they do, they interfere with what is happening in, 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 in DRC, and, and, and they benefit from it, from the conflict in DRC. So before sorting all these people and bringing diverse people into a country, we're going to see another Israel. Mm. Well, uh, let's uh, wait and see, because right now uh, we don't know much until it actually happens on the ground. We, we do. We, we pretend. Uh, they, 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 we, we can know. speculate. We want to deal with what... We, we can speculate, Vuyiswa, we can speculate, but let's see what happens, because clearly the UK has done their, our brothers their research. from Rwanda who are here, they tell you straight they're not going to Rwanda because of what is happening. APCT, mm. No, I agree country. with that, Vuyiswa, I agree with that, but I'm saying, based on what you're saying, that this might cause another upheaval in Rwanda. We will, will. not know until the people arrive. So that's why I'm saying, let's wait and see. Let's Not everything happens in Rwanda is kosher. Never. Mm. No, no, no. Let's yes, wait and I'm, see. Definitely. Thank you no. for calling in. I'm going to Atima Sizwe. Sizwe, good evening. Good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And thanks for the wonderful guest and topic there. Uh, mine is a, an excitement and a frustration uh, from the point you just made now with regards to the opportunity that... Uh, uh, these uh, land, uh, asylum seekers would be bringing to Rwanda. Um, we've got our own uh, opportunity, somebody would call it a challenge with the Zimbabwean here. And they are highly skilled. Uh, but we don't seem to be having a program in this country where we could sponge off these people and perhaps grow our own skills base. I fear a day when something goes right in Zimbabwe and these people uh, from Zimbabwe have to go home. I think this country will suffer a lot. I mean, you go to a restaurant, a chef is Zimbabwean, you go to a grocery store, a teller is Zimbabwean and so on. I mean, there's teachers. I mean, there's a story in Malmesbury, a former president, Zumbeki, was referring to the other day, teachers went to buy a cow and they asked for the land to plant uh, maize, and they did very wonderfully there. Uh, how can we, as South Africans, South African government or NGOs, 
put up a structure. I don't know if it's a fair But now, Sizwe, Sizwe, you are so way out of what we are discussing. I hear what you're saying. I really hear you. And I, I think I get the gist of where your question is going. But we're talking about Rwanda and the UK. None of these asylum seekers are coming to South Africa from the UK. What we have in South Africa is a different mammoth altogether. But thank you very much for calling in. Um, Tembis, I'm going to allow you to respond to what Atima um, Vuyiswa was saying. That, look, you, you're romanticizing everything. Everything seems like it's going to go easy. But she doesn't believe it will. Well, I agree with her. But we don't know at the moment. I mean, we can only assume Rwanda has promised that they'll do uh, all they can in terms of ensuring that they facilitate and they they provide a comfortable stay for these uh, people who are seeking political asylum in, 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 in the UK. And they'll do so, of course, because they're paid and they're expected to, to, to treat these people uh, kindly by the clients. So this is business. And I don't think they want to jeopardize that potential business will continue trying very hard to and by the way sport the, the spotlight is on them the entire world will be uh, watching this process the un will be watching this process and you are likely to see more um, human rights organization also establishing presence in rwanda so that they ensure that the process is without any flaws so I, I anticipate that, that they will try very hard to, to treat these people uh, kindly. But having said that, we, we also need to continue amplifying the fact that um, Paul Kagame is a dictator. You know, uh, he kills his opponents. He's, he suppresses political dissent. We have a lot of uh, political refugees in this country who have run away from Paul, Paul Kagame. We've had people killed and abducted on airplanes um, by Paul Kagame. So he's not a, a, a person that we can expect much from in terms of treating his own people and, and those that dissent in terms of, of, of politics in that country. But when it comes to this, I, I strongly believe because it's a business deal in inverted commas, uh, he's likely to treat these people kindly. But at the same time, as I said, the Rwanda is, is also likely to benefit from skills that these people are bringing. Mm. Let's, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, we are waiting. We, we can only wait and see. There's nothing more that we can do until these asylum seekers arrive in Rwanda. For now, we are all speculating. And I'm hoping that the UK did thorough investigations um, around every aspect of the arrival of uh, these asylum seekers. Like I said, five years is a very long time and anything can happen during that time. Uh, it seems we've got another voice note from an A-teamer. Good evening, Patricia and your guest. It's simple, really. The UK wants the people out of the country and Rwanda wants the money because Rwanda is doing everything for, for them to get the economy up to high levels. So they, they just want the money, and uh, at the end of the day, I don't think they care about those people. But we will see. I, I, I'm actually certain that most of those people, asylum seekers, maybe 95%, will not get back to the UK. They won't be successful. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Atima. So what happens for those uh, who are not successful in their applications within this five years for uh, permanent residency? Well, it's not been clear, but one assumes that those that have not been successful will certainly be sent back to their countries of origin. Um, they will certainly be sent back to those holding 
uh, facilities in the UK and then uh, f- f- taken back to the to their countries if they're not they're not successful. But that part of the communique has not been clear on what will happen to those that that are not successful. But also at the same time, the UK is already breaking the international law because particularly the law of, of, of international migration. Mm. Because when people reach when people reach a country, they're supposed to be processed in the country where they reach. You can't therefore send them elsewhere. If we, we receive Zimbabweans in South Africa, we won't send them to Switzerland to say, go and apply to enter our country from there. We have to deal with it since we have ratified all these treaties that deal with migration and international uh, migration. So what, what the UK has done, even though it's not they're not the first one to do this, by the way, Australia does almost something similar and um, so these rich nations have got that um that privilege that they can uh, they can then um, you know uh, send to third parties for, for for services in terms of in terms of um making sure that they process those people want to enter you want to enter their countries you know so rwanda is not mm-hmm. rwanda is not necessarily sending sending uh, or seeding the, the the british problem these people are still regarded as the political asylum seekers in the UK, although the processing of it is going to be done in, in Rwanda. Rwanda. And Rwanda yeah. is getting exchange of money for these human beings, these warm bodies that enter. It sounds a bit human trafficky to me, but uh, who am I? I'm not uh, a political <laughs> analyst. Um, but it really sounds like you are getting money for a person to come here um, and, and uh, you know, just so that at least your side of the tracks is clean. You don't have an influx of people. What's stopping the UK from processing these asylum seekers who are already in the UK and processing their permanent residency in the UK? What's stopping them? Have they given a reason? Well, it also has got some racist undertones. Uh-huh. When mm-hmm. But basically, you know what? I will punish you. You come to my to my country legally. The punishment I'm sending you to the worst country in the world. <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, so it, it has got that 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 racial undertone and it. It has got a lot to do with this with this uh, African skepticism, and I would have expected many people to, to to condemn this, by the way, because it's racist if you really think about it. Um, particularly coming from the UK, uh, that you know that the best way to punish anyone who wants to cross the English Channel illegally is to take them to Rwanda, and and one wonders whether Rwanda could not read in between the lines that what this meant for their country, because if you really think about it again. It means that Rwanda is not an ideal country for anyone to be at. So if you want to punish anyone, send them to Rwanda. So I'm not quite sure what kind of, what kind of, uh, you know, how, what communicates, particularly when it comes to tourism and all of those kind of things that attract people into your country. Because if your country is going to be seen as hell on earth, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what kind of positivity will come out, out of it, except that you're getting money now and then from the UK. Well, I think that's what motivated uh, this uh, particular move and uh, without much consideration. Let me just round off uh, Tembisa with this uh, message from Donald and Rustenberg who says, good evening, Patricia and all A-teamers. I think Rwanda is going to benefit more from the deal because to accommodate all these immigrants, is uh, it requires infrastructure, which will remain even after the deal. In uh, just 30 seconds, what are your clo- closing comments on this particular case? I think there's a new um, business in place uh, in the world, and that is the business of uh, administering the flow of immigrants. We see Take It doing the same. Take It getting 
millions of euros from the European Union in terms of them dealing with the Syrians. So you are likely to see more and more uh, countries though, that cannot deal with, 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 with refugees ceding that responsibility to parties that are interested in doing so and in return they'll be paid for it. Thank you for joining us, Tim Lisa. Looking forward to more engagements with you. Thank you for having me.